the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Wow, I'm just sitting here looking at the monitor, looking at the list of restaurant closings in uh, for this year in San Diego. And um, hundreds of more businesses are looking to have to close their doors. And what did the governor decide to do, Mussolini, while he was in Hawaii? I know. Let's inform. Let's let's. Let's decide to I- implement a curfew. Yeah, what, what can we do? What, what can we do? We haven't destroyed enough businesses. I know. Let's implement a curfew. And then on top of it, tell people what they what they can and can't do inside their own home. Yeah, maybe that will uh, put the nail in the coffin and actually kill off the state for good. We're going to be talking about that actually a little bit later in the show. We've got a guest who's going to be here who's written a blog post. She's an author of multiple books. And she's a writer for The Blaze and Washington Times and uh, actually has a biweekly podcast on, I believe, also for The Washington Times called Bold and Blunt. And she's going to be here because she says it's time for civil disobedience. It is time for us to rise up against this tyranny. So she will be here. Cheryl Chumley is her name. She will be here a little bit later in the show. We want to hear from you guys. Do you plan? But here's my question for you guys. A couple things. Do you plan to, to adhere to this? Do you, do you plan to to follow along with the curfew? Because I will also tell you guys a little bit later, San Diego announced today its enhanced enforcement plan that they're going to come after you. Are you going to knuckle under the, to this? Are you going to allow this tyranny to continue? Are you going to rise up? Cheryl will be here later to, to uh, talk about why it's so important now more than ever for Christians to rise up and push back. Are you prepared to do that? And and as well as the fact that uh, San Diego Mayor Faulkner, this is a question for you Californians, he said, you know what, I just might have to throw my hat in the ring and run against Gavin Newsom. You going to vote for him? You going to vote for him? Let me remind you, Kevin Faulkner stood with a bullhorn at the beaches and told people that you were allowed to walk on the beach and not sit on the beach. Yeah. 888-344-1170. If you're not in San Diego or in California, another question out there for you guys is, did you watch today's monumental mic drop of a press conference that obviously was so affected that most of the criticism came about Rudy Giuliani and some hair dye? Uh, it, it, the, re- the response is absolutely insane. And I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. 
Coming up after the first break to discuss and give his perspective is uh, De- Breitbart Deputy National Security Ed- Editor John Hayward. And I wanted a security editor on here tonight because let me tell you, let me summarize at least a part of what was said in this press conference today. We had one of, one of this nation's top attorneys, the youngest U.S. attorney in the history of the United States of America, who has successfully prosecuted over 500 cases, rescued General Mike Flynn and took on the deep state and defeated the deep state in court. Although Sullivan now, Judge Sullivan is still trying to hijack that and keep and, and, and continue to persecute an innocent general. But for Sidney Powell, he'd already be in jail. That attorney stood before the American people today. Her credibility is without question. The head of the Federal Elections Commission said, if Sidney Powell says she has the evidence, she has the evidence. This woman stood up there today and she laid out the fact that the United States presidential election, which also included down ballot Congress people, every every possible office in the land was on the ballot in some way, shape or form across this country. And she laid out today that our election and at least 30 states was manipulated, run, and rigged by an outfit paid for with communist dollars and tied to the Venezuela government. Let that sink in for a moment. She wrapped up her speech, and I'm going to get, there's so much that, uh, that was talked about today, so much evidence that was presented. I don't even have time to get into it all. Uh, when I have John Haywood from Breitbart on, I'm going to get his. They've got a great article up of the nine takeaways uh, from the from the press conference today. Uh, and, and I'm going to get his perspective on what he felt was the most compelling. Um, and different different attorneys have different perspectives on that. But I want I want people to zone in on the foreign interference part of this. Because here's how I'm going to hopefully appeal to whatever few intellectually honest Democrats might be out there, because you were the ones that for four years, on the basis of no evidence, said that Donald Trump was a Russian asset and we needed to have the entire FBI and DOJ do a proctology exam of everybody in the Trump universe and use the full weight of the United States government against him to investigate him for foreign interference in our election. And there was no evidence, and there never was any evidence, and Mueller knew at the minute that he walked through the door. And yet you could hear Sidney Powell and what she had to say today. And let me tell you, before you start calling her a kook, Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren complained about these machines in 2016. She actually even laid out complaints about these machines and this software and this smart batic going back to 2004. She's not a kook. And before I bring in my partner, because he's one of the patriots that she talked about today, I want to read her quote. Hopefully I can find it amidst of all my, she said, it is stunning. And she said it with a quivering voice. It was stunning, heartbreaking, and infuriating that the most, and the, and the most unpatriotic acts I can imagine that any American could participate in in any way, shape, or form. She said, we will not be intimidated. She said, patriots are fed up. We are fed up with corruption from the lowest levels to the, from the lowest to the highest levels in our government. She said, President Trump won in a landslide, and we are going to prove it. And we are going to take the United States of America back for those who voted for freedom. That, to me, was uh, the mic drop moment 
of the speech. Other people felt that Jenna Ellis, when she came and talked about the pathway and called out the media, was really the um, the highlight of the speech. So I, I'm curious from you guys, if you what was the top two takeaways maybe for you? 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my man here. He's so busy here at the station all day. He didn't get to watch all of it, but I want to get his perspective. And of course, I'm talking about fellow patriot DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I uh, I actually did hear that was the snippet that I heard that you just that you just read and the emotion and you could hear the tears in her voice as she was reading this and it was so heartfelt it was absolutely amazing and I got choked up and I'm getting choked up talking about it now because our country is at stake. The soul of America is at stake, and there are some people out there that are part of the process that just don't care. And how dare you spit on the people that have put on the uniform and that have served this country? It, 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 it's a disgrace, and I have no respect for you. Absolutely. Now, there were some people today who said that this was the opening statement, that there was still evidence that needed uh, to be presented. Of course, you know, they, they weren't presenting all their case today, but she did lay out some pieces of actual evidence. It is evidence to have someone who actually stood there with Hugo Chavez at the creation of the software and actually knows how it all operates uh, to write an affidavit and say that he saw what was happening here. The same thing happening here. It is actual evidence. Um, that they were that they have that there there is a feature that is characterized in the software where you have the ability to drag and drop they have the ability to take votes away from one candidate and give them to others and she says they have evidence that that's exactly what happened here she said that they that smart uh smartmatic admitted that they were trained to dump Trump votes and add Biden votes. It is evidence to show that on two separate occasions, the same actual six-digit number was inputted within 20 minutes of these machines. That's evidence. That's evidence. More than circumstantial, too. uh, Yeah. I mean, they also have absolute evidence across the board from in every state that they went through today that they discussed, from Pennsylvania to Michigan to Wisconsin to Georgia. One of the things that that was very clear that Rudy Giuliani laid out as he went state by state is that this was a fraud that was official. And what he meant by that was that it was coordinated and it was perpetrated by officials Case in point is we talked about in Wisconsin, they have, and Rudy Giuliani talked about this today, they have very specific laws that says you're not supposed to get an absentee ballot unless you send in a request for it, and then you got to show ID. The official, the elected official was giving instructions to people there to ignore that. And this is the kind of thing that happened all across the board. Yeah, I heard tonight that Georgia announced that their hand count, you know, confirmed Biden. Uh, Well, you know, uh, that's absolutely my numbingly ridiculous, given the fact that we even as of late last night or even this morning, there were reports of more thumb drives and more more boxes of ballots. We also know that fraud was committed in the state of Georgia in the same manner that it was in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and Wisconsin. It all has to do with these with what I talked about last week, which was these machines were set and the software was set with algorithms to flip a certain percentage of the votes from Biden to from Trump to Biden. That was done in advance. And then what happened was when the Trump landslide was happening, it overrode that, that the percentage that they had set in place to flip the votes wasn't going to be enough because that's how much of a landslide it was for Trump. So that's why in unison, all these states stopped stopped the voting at the same time. And then they had to backfill with what we described last night, which was all these 
mail-in ballots that showed up that weren't legit ballots that were flat ironed out had never been run through a machine never been folded and mailed in they all had the perfect little round thing uh, we, there's also she said they had evidence of actual mail-in ballots that had been counted multiple times they have the goods here people Jenna Ellis went on to describe the pathway forward, which she says under Federalist 68 is what we talked about with James Herson, which is to take it back to the states. We discussed before the show, Potato Skins and I, um, I said that that it was going to either go to the Supreme Court or it was going to go back to the states. And that makes me uncomfortable. It's ultimately going to come down to the Republicans. Do you have confidence in the Republican Party? Because I can tell you right now that there's senators like John Cornyn in Texas and others that are already working behind the scenes. With I would the like Democrats. to know if our listeners call in. I know we have a couple of people that called in early. We're, we're going to have to get to them after our next guest. But what do they think? What are they more comfortable with? Yeah. Who, who do you trust more to this go to? The Supreme Court or the states? We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in John Hayward from Breitbart. He is the deputy national security editor. Get his take on this. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me just reading a few of the comments. Uh, did I hear our votes are being counted overseas? Yeah, reportedly in Germany. There's been conflicting reports about whether or not the servers were seized. By the military, Sidney Powell confirmed in an interview with Emerald Robinson that uh, she confirmed that they had been seized. She said the question for her was whether or not it was seized by the good guys or the bad guys. The servers would tell the tale forensically, um, but we don't know. Uh, Coming up at the bottom half of the show, we're going to have Cheryl Chumley is going to be with us to talk about it's time, according to her, for civil disobedience. We are now under curfew in the state of California. And, of course, nobody's talking about the the CDC's got all these new guidelines out now for your Thanksgiving, telling you how many people you could have, how many one person has to do all the serving. Yeah, tell your mama that that she's got to serve or or your sister or whoever. Tell that one person they're going to work as a servant and serve up everybody's plate. The real question is, Andrea, do I have to remain six feet away at all times from the turkey? Yeah, (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous not once have i heard anybody talking about your immune system and what to do to get healthy to fight it off our immune system by the way doesn't just kick in you know doesn't cease to exist at 10 p.m when the curfew starts listen i take balance in nature i my immune system has never been better i'm the healthiest i've ever been it's it really helped me recover from surgery i think it's the best gift you can give people for christmas go to bounceinature.com use the discount code health Free shipping, 35% off preferred orders, 10 servings of fruits and vegetables, 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables a day. That's what you need to focus on if you're concerned about your health. All right. So uh, hopefully Sidney Powell and Rudy and everybody today has a security guard and somebody around to protect them because it is uh, horrific out there what these people are under. Uh, They need some security themselves. Joining me to talk about today's press conference is Breitbart's deputy national security editor, John Hayward, who I believe is secure down somewhere in Florida, away uh, from the nonsense that we have going on here in California. Hello, John Hayward. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. 
Hello, thank you for having me again. Yes, very secure down here. I'm going to tell the authorities that my my Thanksgiving dinner is actually a memorial service for the turkey. And if I need to have more than 10 people at the dinner, I'm going to tell them the turkey was a Black Lives Matter activist. And the last thing he said before he died was abolish the police. And I figure I can have as many people as I want at Thanksgiving dinner. Well, you you only missed an RBG reference in there. That's the only thing you missed. Otherwise, you were dead on, man, with your plan for Thanksgiving. I I sense, I I feel so hysteria here. You know, I, I know people are concerned. I know there is reason to be concerned. I'm not one to minimize the coronavirus. I was studying it before most people were when it was still a rumbling over the horizon over in China. Right. So it's a serious matter. But this all seems like, uh, you know, crazy wild panic to me. I, I don't think there's a lot of logic and reason behind what's happening anymore. No. And, and you have to at this point, you have to. And I understand. I, I've seen doctors say that panic is something that's easy to instill in someone's psyche and very difficult to route out. But at some point, your comments sense has to kick in uh when 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 as reported today i think it was the new york post reported a story um where a man who fell off the roof and died was listed as a covid death when when we, i mean that's a true story when we can't get just san diego county had to be sued to release the death data because there's a reason why they've shifted to case counts we wouldn't have which is just the new way for them to foment hysteria i've got a niece who works a covid ward i've got a nephew who works a covid ward i know the realities of it it's a real virus but the crisis we're having right now is the response um the response to today's press conference with Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, um, to me, I, if I had seen Democrat attorneys or attorneys representing a Democrat get up and lay out this evidence, I would be horrified as an American. I need to see more evidence. But but I, I, to me, I think they laid out quite the case today. And I think it's shameful of any any American to hear what was said today and not be horrified, John Hayward. You're right. It was very divisive. And and I think if you look at the reaction online, ordinary people, the media, you know, is a big deal. And a lot of the people watching this press conference thought, as you said, it was horrifying. And and there's enough here that we definitely need to ask some questions. And then a lot of people looked at it and thought it was a bunch of unsubstantiated allegations. And they're still not seeing the proof for any of this or the proof that any of it overturned the election. And they think maybe Giuliani and the rest of the Trump legal team is overreaching. So that's where the battle lines are. I mean, you pretty much got half the country on the one side of that and half the country on the other. I think there were different claims made today of different severities. And when I hear talking about the Dominion voting software being developed in Venezuela and the the data being sent overseas, we're going to need some proof that there was untoward behavior there and it had better be good proof if that charge is going to stick. But then when they talked about uh, election observers being prevented from reserving properly, of different standards being used in counties based on whether they were Biden or Trump leaning for how the votes are being certified, people's ballots being cast without their knowledge. They showed up to vote and they were told they'd already voted because somebody got their mail-in vote. That's serious stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is down to the wire, nitty-gritty, you know, black and white, and maybe it wasn't or was or wasn't enough to overturn the election. That is yet to be determined. But the fact that those things happened at all, and, and Giuliani and, and Sidney Powell, they said they have affidavits, they have evidence. They put, they held up evidence physically that some of these things were happening. That We should be concerned about that. Even if it's not enough to flip the election around, everybody should at least understand that this was unacceptable, an unacceptable level of, of shenanigans and hijinks happened in this election, even if it wasn't enough to overturn it. And if it was enough to throw the result, then we're in uncharted waters. But they're going to need to put some hard proof on the table to tell me that that's where we're sailing. 
Well, according to Rudy Giuliani in Pennsylvania, these mail-in ballots uh, that were where Republicans were not allowed to observe were taken out of these envelopes without Republican observing them over 600,000 votes. Not one of those should be allowed to be counted. There is a reason why if they 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 force these mail-in ballots on on this country uh, when, uh, you know, uh, it's clear that that was just an opportunity for fraud. And then they we even had Hollywood educating everybody on don't have a naked ballot. You've got to put it in this privacy envelope and then put it in this envelope, all supposedly being checks and balances against fraud. And then you've got a state like Pennsylvania just ignoring that and ignoring the protocols to prevent against fraud to the tune of over 600,000 ballots. I don't think one of those should be counted. And, And in addition, then we've got the ballot curing going on. I personally, I don't want to hear... That, that, that affidavits of people that I witnessed stuff is not evidence. When we have people, we have 300, almost 300 people signing affidavits just in Michigan alone. I personally have a friend who worked the polls in Nevada who witnessed fraud. And she has contacted people and made reports of it. And oh, by the way, her own vote in uh, Matt Schlapp talked about this today in Nevada about what was going on there um, playing the games with provisional. My friend, still her vote has not counted because supposedly somebody else voted absentee in her name so then and they haven't cleared it yet meanwhile they've called nevada already for biden so there it's across the board and i think unfortunately john hayward we're at the point to where uh it's considered well if it doesn't overturn an election then it's okay and 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 we should never be we should never be in the position to where we're thinking that it's ever that any amount of fraud is acceptable because that that's then you then you get to a place to where we're at right now to where we don't know that it hasn't been enough to overturn an election well you did in a nutshell that that you've put your finger right on it and that goes back for years not just this election for decades we've been told every time that we get upset about voter fraud and every time people like me this is a big hobby horse of mine we start demanding logical tight voting procedures to prevent shenanigans we're always told don't worry about it it's not enough to overturn an election so just forget that it's happening until you can prove that candidate a stole the election from candidate b then don't waste your time on this and that's incredibly wrong-headed as you can see from this case You have to get this stuff right in advance. If you wait until after the election and you start trying to fix it, you get this. You know, you get all hell breaking loose. But if you have tight, solid, unbreakable, evenly applied procedures in place in advance, then there are no questions like this being asked. And And I don't know where you go from here. Well, and and, and also, it's not enough to even have procedures when you've got people on the ground that are just willing to break the law. When you've got secretaries of state in Pennsylvania and in Georgia deciding to just unconstitutionally you know, redesign the election laws or even here in the state of California with uh, Gavin Newsom and these unconstitutional, the you know, courts already ruled he didn't have the right to do that, just decide we're going to go to mail-in ballots. But, you know, um, even with the absentee ballots, uh, they weren't following protocol. Michigan, Wisconsin has very strict laws in regards to absentee ballots, but they're, these, these laws and procedures are only as good as those willing to follow them on the ground. And so to me, I have been arguing with Republicans and even conservatives for a long time that we should have never gone down the road of accepting absentee ballots or early voting because it's just an open door. And the Republican Party, when they had both houses of Congress and Trump and the White House, could have pursued voter ID and didn't. And so there, I blame the Republican Party as much as any and I share Sidney Powell's disgust with these machines because whatever the depth 
of this evidence is and whatever and, and, and not evidence, but whatever the depth is of what's going on with these machines. Does it make sense that the United States of America allows any machine at all as opposed to a, a, that could be that could be hacked into as opposed to just paper ballots? Does it make any sense that we should have any any machine or any software that has any ties whatsoever with with any foreign entity? It just doesn't make sense to me, John Hayward. Well, that's why the paper ballots are so important. You need a paper trail to back up whatever the data says so you can find if the machine has been tampered with or the data has been changed. It's so easy to just flip a bunch of, of data around. And Sidney Powell in this, this presentation today, she said that this was basically as easy as drag and drop on a spreadsheet, you know, right. flipping huge numbers of votes over. Now, you know that one of her core allegations is that the reason the counting mysteriously stopped in five states simultaneously on election night is that they're, supposedly they're using an algorithm to illegally flip the votes from Trump to Biden, and the algorithm went haywire because President Trump did better than they expected. So they had to shut the system down in order to make the fraud look better, basically, and come up with more believable numbers, or it would have been so bad that it would have set off alarm bells. Now, she has to prove that. That's a mm-hmm. big allegation, and she needs to prove it. But if that's true, that you know they're going for some pretty big fish here. And I think one of the surprising things about today's press conference is how much emphasis Giuliani and Sidney Powell put on Michigan. I think a lot of people figured Michigan, 150,000 votes, I think the margin was. Everybody said, that's too big. They're not even going to touch that. But they seem pretty determined that they can prove Michigan went for Trump, you know, and that it, it was stolen from them. Yeah, and he's claiming they can put evidence on the table to prove it. Right. In fact, he said today, a truck pulled up in Detroit with thousands and thousands of votes. They waited until they thought all Republican inspectors left. Every ballot they could see were for Biden. Only Biden, no down ticket. They had nothing on the outer envelope. They were triple counted. He says he's got witnesses to this effect. Update on Michigan, by the way. Um, the Republicans first said they weren't going to certify. Then they said they would. Then they came back in today and said they rescinded um, and that they weren't going to uh, agree to certify, that they had only made uh, – thought they thought they'd made a deal with the Democrats saying, okay, we'll go ahead and certify if you promise – that you will do an audit and then the Democrats, you know, reneged on that. So then they said, well, we're going to renege and we're going to rescind our agreement to certify. But now I'm hearing that the woman says she may rescind her rescinding of, uh, uh, you know, it's making my teeth hurt. Yeah, it's about as bad as it could get, really. You know, that's kind of the nightmare scenario when you get into this. And they've also said they were coerced, that mob violence was directed against them. They were doxxed and threatened and so forth. And there's actually evidence of that. You know, yes. We've got video evidence of these people being threatened. That should not be acceptable to anyone anywhere for any reason. Why is anybody okay with that? That, that baffles me. But their emotions and tensions are running high. And there is a ticking clock. You know, these states are going to have to start certifying their votes. I think a couple of them, it's going to be next week or the week after. I think by the middle of December... We're definitely into the crisis zone. I think I could see a court, maybe the Supreme Court, saying that this has to be delayed until mid-December to, to figure out what's going on here and investigate these claims. But I think if it's not certified by mid-December, you're starting to get into real crisis area. Absolutely. And that's going to be where the rubber hits the road. You know, that's going to be where the proof has to be on the table. Well, I think you're right. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. We need to pray for our country and pray for uh, Trump's team if, and pray for the right outcome for this, for this nation. John Hayward from Breitbart, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good night, my friend. All right, now y'all stay tuned. We got a guest, first-time guest on the Andrea K Show coming up, Cheryl Chumley. She's a private investigator. She's written a few books, one of which is, oh, I don't have the title in front of me, um, but it's about George Orwell. In 1984, already here. She says it's time for civil disobedience. We're going to talk about these crazy new lockdown and demands going on all across the country. More Andrea Keisha coming up.
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You know who else tells it like it is? It's Cheryl Chumley. She's an author, commentator, and writer. She's 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 so bad. In addition to writing for places like Washington Times and writing books like Police State USA, how Orwell's nightmare is becoming our reality, and socialists don't sleep, Christians must rise, or America will fall. She's also a licensed private investigator. That's some serious, that's some serious chutzpah, as we say in the South. I wonder if she's from the South originally, because we like that kind of woman where I'm from. Hello, Cheryl. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, thank you for that great intro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, hey, any gal who does a po- podcast called Bold and Blunt is uh, is like, you're, you're like my twin sister separated at birth. Kind of like in the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding where she talks about how the little sister's stuck in her neck. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Perfect to have you on the show tonight. We wanted you on last night. I think you you were busy. And perfect that you ended up coming on tonight because I don't know if you heard, but Mussolini here in California has decided from his from his he's off on a toot in Hawaii right now, fresh off of going to French Laundry and having a little party there. He's decided to implement a curfew on us. Because I guess coronavirus lays in wait until 10.01 p.m. Or maybe our immune system shut down at 10 o'clock. But we're now under a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. We're back under lockdown. Hundreds of businesses have already shut down just in San Diego County alone. People are just impoverished here. Food lines, you know, out the, you know, down the block. Our, Our state's destroyed. And people are still complying. Cheryl, why? Yeah. It, well, yeah, I mean, that's big government looking out for you. You ought to feel grateful, right? <laughs> I mean, and of course, I'm being sarcastic. This is this is where we're at in this country, that it's do as I say, not as I do. Gavin Newsom is just the latest in a long list of hypocritical Democrats who are out there issuing executive order after executive order, which, of course, is not law. So I don't know why people are complying with these so readily. But just telling and ordering people what to do and clamping down on individual freedoms when all along they run off and go to parties and have restaurant uh, events without wearing masks and get their hair cut in private salons without wearing masks and do whatever they want to do. So when are the American people going to sit up and say no more? I'm waiting for that myself. Well, we actually need to to do it because we yep. talked about uh, on last night's show about the Great Reset and uh, and that this is the ultimately I and I said from the beginning that these masks were mind control devices. I questioned the numbers from the beginning. I said that we've never in the United States of America have we ever shut down our economy. And there was, there was no basis, no anecdotal or otherwise, to justify shutting down our economy. It was, And I was right. 14 days to flatten the curve. We're now eight months in. Complete economic destruction. Um, businesses, you know, suicides at record rates. We now have, even according to Redfield himself, the head of the CDC, more people are dying every day from the shutdowns, the results of this coronavirus 
uh, response than they are from the coronavirus themselves. And I can't wrap my head around the people that are still believing this, that anybody would still believe Fauci. If the lockdowns worked the first time, uh, then why do we need them now? And if they didn't work the first time, then why do we need them now? If masks work, why do we need six foot distancing? And if and if six foot distancing doesn't work, then why do we ha- have masks? I mean, it just none of it. You have to suspend your common sense to believe any of this at this point, Cheryl. You absolutely have to spend common sense. And, and and driven by fear, more and more Americans have suspended their common sense. You know, those are great questions you ask. And there's also about a thousand more questions that, uh, you know, the common sense person asks about this as well. There are so many loopholes in the logic that the left is putting out and the, the medical bureaucrats are putting out about this. It's astounding to me. I mean, every day there's a conflict in in some sort of recommendation from the day before we don't even have to go back in time a month we only only have to go back in time a week a day sometimes even on the same day you can find conflicting medical advisements about mm-hmm. what to do with this coronavirus and i think that's part of the the creation of the left to make it so chaotic where people already fearful of catching this virus are then fearful of doing the wrong thing. So just put your mask on, shut up and do as you're told. Yeah, in fact, Fauci said when he uh, paid for by taxpayers, of course, because the very people that are these, you know, king like dictators, you know, issuing decrees, you know, they're still getting a paycheck, right? Paid for by the taxpayers. He's off in some other country at some forum saying, oh, you know, all you fellow independent nature kind of cultured countries. uh, That's great that we all have independent minded people. But this is the time where you need to be doing what you're told. No, this is the time when American patriots need to rise up and say, we there is never an the public health order or whatever it is they're trying to to use as an excuse to take our rights away from us it is never justified we are already at the point where we don't have rights anymore we have permissions and it is time for us to take our rights back and um I, then it becomes a question of how do we do it? Because San Diego today had a press conference, including Sheriff Gore. Shame on you, Sheriff Gore. This is why we need to pay attention to our local elect, uh, offices as well and elections. They issued their enhanced enforcement today, Cheryl, where they said that in coordination with Summer Stefan, our DA, who ran as a Republican, has now changed her party affiliation. She's going to assign an assistant district attorney to prosecute. The sheriff is going to set aside specific deputies not to go around and investigate rapes and child abuse and and, uh, uh, wife abuse. No, they're going to dedicate sheriff's deputies to go around and to, based upon uh, phone calls from from citizen snitches, to go around and investigate and um, uh, issue citations and threaten people with six months in jail. Is this America? Is this 1930s Germany? Yeah, it's awful. And what you describe, I got to tell you, it's only going to get worse because I've looked at the tea leaves that are being put forth in Congress. And there's this bill in Congress put forth by the left that's a contact tracing bill. And what it does is it commits billions of tax dollars to hire citizens and medical bureaucrats 
to ensure in localities around America that everybody is doing what the government tells them to do. So in other words, if the government tells you to take the vaccine, you need to show show, show these papers and so forth. Mm-hmm. If the government tells you you can't ride public transportation without having proof of vaccination or having masks on, then they're going to have commissions and little committees to to force American citizens to comply with those mandates. So it's not just going to be in little spots where some sheriffs actually enforce the local laws or local ordinances as, as they are. There's going to be hired uh, committees of people to actually grown communities and make sure these things are being obeyed by average citizens. So honestly, it's going to get worse. And what we need is just mass civil disobedience right now. Let's talk about that. Excuse me for interrupting, but let's talk about that. When you when you say civil disobedience, how I know I had an attorney on my show from San Diego who uh, Vic Bajaj, who says he is not just an attorney, he's a small businessman. And he said that if any business refused to comply and got arrested and got fined, that he would represent them for free. I think that is, an you know, he's encouraging people to do civil, civil disobedience. That's one way to do it. If you're a business owner, stay open. How can the rest of us, when you talk about civil disobedience, let's talk about an action plan. What can and should we be doing? Well, I, I never wear a mask. I, I, well, I don't want to say never. I think there have been three occasions since January where I have put a mask on for a few minutes at a time, and I, I, it was just a choice I made for, for something for my daughter. But I never wear a mask. I go up to the doors of stores, and I, I glance at all those signs that say you must wear a mask. It's a law. Uh, and I get angry because, first off, it's not a law. It's mm-hmm. an ex- executive order, which is entirely different. And second off, who is the private business to tell me to throw a mask on my face based on unscientific findings and unproven uh, best guess ideas about how to stop the spread of the coronavirus? So that's one way you, you as a citizen can exercise your individual rights by civil disobedience of what the local government or in your in most cases local businesses are trying to do and if you really feel like you need to wear a mask because that actually is something that you believe saves you and others from the coronavirus go ahead but don't wear a mask just to go along to get along don't Mm -hmm. wear one just because you're told knowing it's stupid and useless and there's no need to do it uh, that that's where you can stand up and put your foot down and when someone comes up to you and says hey do you have a mask you can say does it look like i have a mask or no i don't have a mask you can say what you want but make them explain to you or make them push the issue to you you need to put a mask on and i'm not saying you have to start a big you know youtube video fight over it, but you can at least go in there exercising your right as an American citizen for free choice whether or not to put a mask on and make someone come to you mm-hmm. and make someone insist to you that you have to wear one. At least that shows that you're the one in charge. You're not the one living in fear, cowering under some executive order. 
I think that's a great idea. In fact, I was thinking about this rabbi I saw interviewed who's told his children, his 16-year-old son, he says, uh, you know, he encouraged his son to stand up because he says these masks, part of what we're doing is um, we are teaching children to be fearful of other humans. We're, we're denying them humanity. God gave us a face and the ability to breathe freely for a reason. And his 16-year-old son went into a store in New York City and they confronted him and the son said, I'm not going to put a mask on. And they left him alone. And he said, we need to teach our children to stand up for their rights and to, and to not be cowards and to not be taught unquestioned uh, 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 to, to uh, obey authority and obey people without question. In fact, that's a way in which you can train a child to be subject to abuse when you teach a, a child from early on that they don't have the right to question authority and they have to hand their body over to submit to whatever somebody wants them to do with their body. It is time for us to rise up, to use our common sense and to think for ourselves and, re, and, and take our rights back. They do not have the right to be seizing our property, which is, the, which is our businesses, telling us what to do in our homes and telling us what to do with our bodies. Cheryl, I got to have you back because I feel like I met a real sister here and I love what you're <laughs> doing what you're putting out there tell everybody quickly how they can hear you and see you sure uh washington times you can find all my written stuff and and subscribe to my podcast there or get it on spotify apple wherever um bold and blunt and you can come find me on my website cherylchumley.com and check out my books awesome thank you so much take care patriot Thank you. You as well. All righty. Um, Skins, did you have something you wanted to read real quick? Does, yeah, real quick, just Jenna to wrap Ellis? up the segment before we move on. I, I love Jenna Ellis. Everything she says is just so brilliant. Recently tweeted uh, right after the show started, there is no way any responsible, objective person could look at what is going on in this country and think the election results should be certified. That's that's mic drop right right there. Period. Absolutely. End of discussion. Absolutely. All right, well, we ain't going to end the discussion. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, far thinner than Hillary Clinton's cankles, and then we'll be right back. If you want to call in, we know a bunch of y'all have been calling. Give us a buzz. We'll try to work it in. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's Friday Eve, by the way. This is our last segment. We are going to bring you a crazy story out of New York schools on tomorrow night's show, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, but right now, we're going to go to the phones. We know y- a few of y'all have been calling in, and... Uh, We've got Martin on the line right now. He's from National City, and he wants to weigh in on the election. Hello, Martin. Hi there, Andrea. Hello, doll. Statesman Biden was in his 20s when JFK said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Would it be a healing if, if he said, I, I, I want to win fair and square, and I did my private inquiry, and I spoke with President Trump, and I'm going to bow out and, and rescind my, my bid for the presidency? Let me tell you, if Joe Biden did that, the Democrats would kill us in the midterms in 2022 because it would be it would be such a restoration of their it would bring healing and it would be such a restoration of their character and integrity as a party instead of being the party that threatened these republicans children 
in in Michigan or like this Democrat up in L.A. right now who's saying that uh, once Biden's in office, they need to put as Trump supporters literally said this is he's in the DNC said that we all needed to be put in indoctrination camps. If they really care about healing and unity, Biden will say that my Democrat Party did a whole lot of shenanigans. I don't know that it threw he would do what Nixon did in 1960 is what he would do. So that's an interesting idea. Thank you, Martin. So uh, honestly, we have a few seconds here left, Andrea. What's the probability? What do you think about that actually taking place? Because then again, maybe the Democrats look and say, hey, look, 2022 is looking pretty good. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Uh, I we it, because and one one of the reasons is, is they know that we are, we're pushing a boulder uphill because they know that that the Republican Party is weak. We're it, we're because we're not the party that that plays by mob rules. We're not the party that goes around thinking about putting people in indoctrination camps. We're not the party that threatens people's children. So they, you know, uh, so they're they're banking that we're going to cave, which is what the Republican Party usually does. So there's no chance, and they don't have the character and the integrity. Well, hope they know Trump it. ain't going to cave. Absolutely, he's not, and neither is Sidney Powell or Rudy or any of the rest. They will not be intimidated. Hey, neither will we. We'll see y'all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. <laughs>